Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And And it's it's time time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. And today's episode trigger warnings are degradation, nodding, mating, discussions of body image and body dysmorphia, and explicit sexual content. Nodding? Yeah, we're back into the nodding universe. And we have another review to read. Yeah. Keep them coming. We love it. It's from... Um, Lizzie Hall 07. So fun. I don't read smut, but needed something lighthearted and fun to listen to. You ladies made me cry laughing after just a few minutes. Reminds me and my sister and best friend in a room together. Thanks for sharing and keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. That's very sweet. Also, read smut. Just do it. Yeah, do it, girl. Do it. It's actually pretty fun. It is pretty fun. And today's book is Muscles and Monsters by Ashley Bennett. And how many stars did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby? I gave it a three. Why? Um, Wolven are not my monster of choice, I learned. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only reason. I gave it a four. This book is so far up my alley. I love it. Oh, you do love a good monster. I love it. I don't find the woven sexy, but I loved the book. And the world building reminded me of Morning Glory Milking Farm. It did. Oh. Yeah, that did remind me of Morning Glory. Yeah, I just don't think a woven is my monster. Yeah. Do we have like a fan art photo to look at? Oh, I'm sure. Do you want me to find one? Yeah, I want to see what these things look like. Just look at McKinley. My dog? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they look I don't, we're not doing this book anymore. <laughs> Episode done. Okay. I'm going to send two in the group chat. <laughs> what are your thoughts? It looks like like a cartoon character. Yeah. I don't know. Shelby started the book before me, and so she gave me a little heads up about the wolven thing, and I was like, well, if he's a werewolf, he's sexy, but he's not a werewolf. He's a dog man. It's a yeah. dog man? I was, the picture makes him look like a werewolf, but he's a dog man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, I feel like he has some werewolf qualities, but he is a dog man. Does he bark like a dog? Did he bark? No. But he does other things like a dog, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. My quote for you, Riley, is, To be honest, it was sexy as fuck knowing that any moment that mouthful of sharp teeth could rip me to shreds. That's sexy to you, ma'am? Yeah. Yeah. Danger. Kill me. And mine is, that's right. My girl likes to be afraid. She loves scary monsters and loves fucking them even more. Yeah, that's my girl. (laughs) That's my girl. We start off in our female main character's POV. Her name is Tegan. She's struggling to load the largest tier of a wedding cake into her car since her assistant Celine has called out sick. The cake is for the mayor's daughter who's getting married to a satyr. It was the first interspecies marriage in the city and she had been personally selected to make their wedding cake. She's a cute little baker girl. Little baker. She almost has the cake in the van when disaster strikes and the box slides from her grip and onto the ground because her hand cramps. She has a backup sheet cake, but she's embarrassed and upset that her hand cramped and she dropped this whole like bottom tier. As she's cleaning the cake off the side of the ground, a giant shadow blocks out the sun. She sees a pair of large furry feet take up her line of vision. And when she keeps looking up, she sees dark gray muscular legs come into view and then a broad chest with a thick neck to his face. His muzzle is long and pointed and the fur changes to a dark black and he asks if she needs help and she says yes please. His body swayed back and forth slightly over my response and it was then I realized that he had a tail. He was wagging his tail at me. (laughs) He's a happy boy. He's a very happy boy. Also I can't 
imagine the like anxiety and pressure of like transporting someone's wedding cake. No. Yeah. I'm not doing like, that. Like especially those big ones. No. Hell no. You guys are putting yourself through so much stress for that. Right? And it's for the fucking mayor of the town. It's not like just some Joe Schmo's wedding cake. It's like. But she had backup. She was prepared. Yeah. She was She prepared. was prepared. I would shit my pants. <laughs> just shit your pants on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dog's like. Smells good. Mm, can I eat that? <laughs> <laughs> she can't help but think how handsome he is, even though he isn't human. And then dirty thoughts start to creep into her mind about what it would feel like to rub his fur on her naked body. <laughs> he asks if this was for the wedding today, and she says that it was, but this is just her luck. He tells her it's okay, and then points to the gym down the street and says anytime she needs help lifting a cake to go find him there. I work out. <laughs> After the cake is cleaned up, they head into the bakery to wash their hands, and he admires all the different cakes that she's made. She washes her hands and then looks to him so he can do the same, but she sees that he has licked his paws clean, and he's embarrassed but says that it smelled too good to waste. So he's just... <laughs> he's like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> couldn't control myself <laughs> he quickly washes his hands and she offers him a cupcake for helping her but then she ends up giving him a dozen because he can't choose one and she tells him thank you again but she has to get going to the wedding we switch to atlas's pov he can't help but think she's adorable with her soft curves and milky pale skin and his tail has not stopped wagging since they separated also the name atlas is such a dog name <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't like i don't know what's a dog name? buddy max rover <laughs> rover Tank. <laughs> he walks back to his gym, Leviathan Fitness, with the cupcakes and a huge smile on his face until he realizes that he didn't get her name or her phone number. But he's not too worried about it because he's like, oh, she works obviously down the street, so I'm good if I want to go talk to her. And he's pretty sure she was staring at his ass while he was washing his paws. His paws. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're more like finger-like, but I keep putting paws because they're not like... They're not hands. No. <laughs> Does he have paw pads? I don't know. It doesn't specify if he has paw pads, but he has like claws. Yeah. I want to say he doesn't have paw pads or maybe he has the one like on his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks about how nice her ass looked too and he tries to clear those thoughts so he doesn't have a boner at the gym. And then his best friend Fallon, who's a griffin, but also a total douchebag, comes up to him and is like, where were you? Alice offers him a cupcake, but Fallon doesn't want a cupcake. He wants Atlas to go to a club this weekend to meet women with him and Atlas is not about that. He said, no, I just found the love of my life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My new owner. Ew. <laughs> Fallon immediately recognizes that he probably is already into someone and wants him to spill the tea, but Alice says, I'm not going to talk about this with you. All he can think about now is that he can't wait to go home, eat his dinner, and then jerk off to a certain image of a strawberry blonde licking icing off of his dick. For a second, I was like, how do you get that photo? Never mind. Brain photo. Yeah. <laughs> we switch to Tegan's POV. She's on the phone with her mom telling her about the cake incident and a very cute woven man who helped her. Her mom wants to know if she got his name and number and she admits that she didn't so her mom tells her to just go to the gym and ask him out and then she's like well you have been talking about going to the gym so why don't you just go sign up for the gym too she's skeptical but eventually says okay she'll go tomorrow and her mom is a horny little rat and wants her to sneak pictures of him while she's at the gym to send to her mom <laughs> she's a fun mom it's so hard to sneak photos like that people that can do that i could never no. i'm like <laughs> just holding it straight out <laughs> yeah 
I'm like, hey, can you face this way? <laughs> Excuse me. My mom, my mom wants a photo of your ass. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> she Googles the gym and sees his picture and his backstory of how the gym started, and he looks even hotter on the website. She keeps skimming the about page and sees some competition photos of him. He stood tall and proud, that furry, muscular chest on full display. Around his neck was a shining gold medal sitting just above a cut six-pack. Wait, wait, wait. Was that an eight-pack? My eyes drifted lower to the skimpy banana hammock he had on. The entire outline of his massive cock was visible through the thin piece of material. It looked like he was trying to smuggle a can of Pringles into the competition. (laughs) Holy goddamn, that's a big dick. (laughs) Maybe it's snack size. I know. She keeps staring at the pictures and decides to slide her hand down her underwear to get some tension out. She reaches and grabs her vibrator from the nightstand and envisions what it would be like to fuck Atlas, and then she comes wondering if an orgasm that good would ever compare to the real thing. We switch to Atlas's POV. It's 4 a.m. at the gym, and he's trying to get his workout in, but he's having a hard time focusing on anything other than thoughts of the strawberry blonde girl. He makes small talk with an orc named Kale, who is a member of the gym, and then he excuses uses himself to shower before he starts his day because he's supposed to cover the front desk for an employee who's out sick. What's an orc again? Like the tusk man? Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Not an orc from um, Lord of the Rings. Ew. I'll stinky that and gross. Nasty. <laughs> well, boys, meat's back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> While in the shower, he thinks about how he didn't get to have a cupcake from yesterday, and then one thought leads to another, and he's thinking of the mysterious lady again. I groaned and looked down at the stiff length. The tip of my cock already flushed a bright red. <laughs> His little lipstick. It's a little red rocket. Ew. Taking the shaft in my hands, I gave three rough pumps and thrust my hips into my hands. I wondered if she could take all of me. Wolven males were different from human men. Bigger, thicker, primal, feral. When I fell into rut, would she scream out in pain or ecstasy? I had to find out. Find out then. Do it. As he jerks off, his knot starts to swell and he forgets about that part of his anatomy and wonders if a human woman can even handle that. Even if she couldn't, I'd still fill her up and take her again and again, give her my cum until my balls were drained and my body was spent, make her beg for it, breed her even. Oh my god. A little litter. <laughs> a whole litter. A little litter of pup. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> And with that last thought, he comes all over the shower wall, and then he finishes showering and changes into his uniform to start the day. This is a public shower. That is in his own gym. Now that makes me wonder, like, how many men do do that? Oh, probably so many. The afternoon seems to drag on until a certain strawberry blonde pops in. Oh, Tegan. His tail automatically starts wagging, and he thinks to himself that she's looking real good. When she finally spots him, she smiles and approaches him and says, Hi, Atlas. They didn't give each other their names. She's like, I Googled you. (laughs) What did she even Google? How do you find out? Leviathan. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. We switch to Tegan's POV. She's absolutely mortified that she just used his name because she's like, how do I explain that I Googled you like a stalker? You own up to it. Yeah. Just say I Googled. I'm sorry. (laughs) He asks if she needs help with cake already. And she says, no, she's actually here to sign up for a gym membership. 
He tells her, of course, he'll be happy to help. He gets her all the paperwork she needs and then says that she's actually going to be the first human guest. How intimidating. I know. As she fills out the paperwork, she can't help but think how amazing he smells. He smells musky and masculine, and now she wants to climb him like a tree. Musky? Like a wet dog? Yeah. Mm. He just took a shower. <laughs> Delicious. He tells her the different packages they offer, et cetera, et cetera, and he gets her set up and offers her a gym tank top. And she gets kind of awkward because she's a bigger gal. She doesn't want to give him her shirt size. And he says that they're unisex and whatever size she's comfortable with, like that's the size she Oh, can she's have. a bigger gal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he that. kind of deflects. He's like, okay, what size do you want? And she freezes and he's like, okay, well, like what color do you want? What design do you want? Yeah. Like he tries to like steer it into like a nice direction. Not about size. Like they are unisex, but like, do you like neon colors? Do you like Aww. softer colors? He's very sweet. Such a good boy. That is a good boy. <laughs> As he's getting her tank top from a box, he dumps his protein shake everywhere and she helps him clean. And at one point when they're cleaning, their hands touch and there's an electric spark. Oh, a spark. She desperately wants to kiss him, but he quickly stands up and looks away. And then he offers her a tour, but she politely declines and then they like separate. We switch to Atlas's POV. He's thankful to be behind the front desk when Tegan struggles with the machine because he's like watching you struggle with this and you're making all these grunting noises. Like I have a boner. He always has a boner. He's a horny little doggy. She's a horny little dog. He knows it's unprofessional, so he tries to look away, but when he he sees her trying to conquer the smith machine he's like okay i need to go like step in because she's gonna like fucking hurt herself (laughs) he lets her know that she could hurt herself doing what she's about to do and if she wants help he'd be more than happy to assist her she agrees and he properly teaches her how to do a front squat on the smith machine and then he gets her set up in front of him to do her first set when her ass brushes the front of his shorts (sighs) bony alert Uh he's like this is the worst idea that I have ever had. I should have had a different trainer help her. He steps away and tells her that she's all set up, so he'll watch her do it from the side in case she needs help, and she does her first rep perfectly, but when she groans, he's like, I'm gonna come in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. He tells her that he can personally train her for a bit in exchange for baked goods, but she has to be there at 4 a.m., and after a moment, she agrees. They exchange phone numbers, and he's like, smooth move atlas you got this. got it back. i don't care how hot a dude is i'm not waking up to be somewhere yeah you got four. me fucked up <laughs> immediately no people that do do that more power to you could never be me it's a no from me dog uh-huh. <laughs> dog <laughs> literal dog <laughs> we switch to tegan's pov she knows the 4am gym session with him alone is a very bad idea but she's thinking with her lady bits and not her brain she gets undressed and gets in the shower thinking of how nice he is and how he isn't like the other males pretending to be into her she runs her hands down her body and starts to finger herself atlas had claws i wonder if he could retract them and fuck me with those long thick fingers maybe if i was a good girl he'd shove them in my mouth after the fact and force me to lick them clean as she continues on with her fantasy she is about to come and when she does I leaned against the wall of the shower, moaning and writing out my orgasm as my thighs shook. Damn, as DJ Khaled would say, another one. (laughs) Another one. Another one. Another one. DJ Khaled! (laughs) 
After she comes down from her orgasm and gets out of the shower, she sees that she has a text from Atlas. He texted her saying, great job today, and he's glad that a 4 a.m. gym session didn't scare her away, and then he includes a wink face emoji. Ooh. Oh, Atlas. Ooh. She's bold and says that she had a good teacher, and she also sends a winky face emoji. <gasps> then she's like, is that too much? Did I just, like, fuck that up by, like, sending that? That was an invitation for him to fuck her. Yeah, he was flirting first. He tells her not to forget tomorrow, and she says that she is setting her alarm now, and then she waits. He texts back and says, I'll see you in the morning with heart emojis and (gasps) wait emojis. It's getting official. She immediately calls her best friend Declan because she needs confirmation that he means those hearts for her and not the gym. So she sends him a screenshot and Declan's like, yeah, he's totally flirting with you. She's like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And then they hang up. She has an early morning ahead of her. Which train? What kind of trainer just talks to their clients like that? Of course he's flirting with you. Yeah. (laughs) We switch to Atlas's POV. A 4 a.m. wake up isn't that bad when a cute strawberry blonde girl will be there with him. He gets dressed in something he could easily conceal a boner with because he knows that he will inevitably get one today at some point. He gets his pre-workout ready and texts Tegan to make sure she's awake. She texts back saying that she is and then he gets a picture. Oh. I know she's bold this morning. She's in black leggings with a new gym tank top that is very, very tight against her breasts. Her hair is in a messy bun and she has her tongue out flipping the camera off. (laughs) (laughs) He knows she's flirting and is wondering if he should send her a picture back. So he runs upstairs to send a picture of himself, even though he doesn't feel very sexy right now. And he sends a, I put in my words, he sends a douchey type of pic with his chest puffed and his quads flexed. Oh, he's like, look at this. <laughs> she texts back immediately with the heart eye emoji. And he already has to tuck his dick in his waistband. He's like, oh. it's going to be a long morning. She's like flirting, flirting. Uh-huh. She's going She said, for come it. get this poussoir, boy. <laughs> poussoir. <laughs> he arrives after her at the gym and she's leaning on the counter with her plump ass on display. She tells him she brought her end of the bargain and then she says, here you go, sir, and holds out these cupcakes. And the word sir really does Ooh. something for him. He puts them in the office so they can get started and he likes that little sir comment way too much. We switch to Tegan's POV. Sir, I could see lust spark to life in those vivid yellow eyes when I call him that. I wondered what other names he'd like. Maybe daddy? I could get down with that, especially if spanking was involved. Go get your daddy. (laughs) (laughs) He gets them started on some hammer curls and she does her best to concentrate on anything other than him behind her and her ass practically grinding on him and she feels him getting hard. He's like, this is the only way you can properly do them if my dick is touching your back. He apologizes to her and steps away, but she sets her weights down and tells him that she likes him in case it wasn't very obvious. And he says that he obviously likes her too, because he has a boner. And she tells him to come here then, so he does. His lips crash into hers and she moans and angles her head to deepen the kiss as much as possible. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh yeah. He fully has a muzzle. He has a a dog face. Yeah, how do you make out with that? People make out with their dogs? (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Swipe, swipe, swipe. 
<laughs> Atlas grabbed my hip and pulled me closer, the tips of his claws digging into me just the slightest as his cock rubbed against my pussy. He slipped his tongue into my mouth and its rough, textured surface dragged against my tongue. I groaned, imagining what that tongue would feel like against my pussy, teasing my clit in long, slow strokes. Waste no time. No. She asks him if anyone else is here and he says no, so she orders him to sit down on the weight bench. He does as he's told, but not before he says, baby, you don't have to do this. And she goes absolutely feral over this little nickname and says that she needs it. I'm picturing her being like, sit. Sit, Sit, boy. boy. Sit on the bench. Sit. (laughs) Stay. (laughs) He pulls his underwear and shorts down, letting his cock out. God damn. Hung like a horse was nothing compared to hung like a wolf man. (laughs) His cock was enormous. It was long and thick with a few prominent veins running along the underside. A light dusting of gray fur covered his heavy balls, but the shaft was smooth and hairless. The skin the same gray color as his fur, but then there was the tip. The head of his cock was a bright, vibrant red. A bead of precum was already collecting along the slit, and it made my mouth water. I wanted to taste. The red tip is very <laughs> jarring. It's just gray with a red-ass tip. <laughs> yeah. That would frighten me. <laughs> she asks if he wants her to suck his dick, and he says, yes, please. So she leans down and starts to get to work. She is determined to deep throat him at some point, but not today, because she's like, okay, this is, I got to get used to this. Just a big dude. Just a big one. <laughs> he tells her that she's doing a good job taking his dick and it feels amazing. So she continues to suck it and then she grabs it. Bringing my hand up to Atlas's shaft, I gripped near the base and felt a thickened ring of tissue circling his cock. Ah, fuck, he groaned. Ha, I see you found my knot. Do you know what that is, Tegan? I looked up, my eyes meeting his gaze while I kept on sucking. When I fuck your tight pussy, you'll find out. We'll see if you can take it. Atlas gripped my head a little tighter and pistoned his hips in light thrust. That's right. You like this monster cock, don't you, sweet thing? Yeah, just like that. My big fat monster cock. (laughs) She continues going until he says that he's about to come, and when he does come in her mouth, she describes the flavor as... As sweet but also like kind of like what he smells like sweet and musky musky masculine sweetness does not sound appealing mm. he tells her that was amazing and she's silent for a minute until they both start to giggle and laugh and they can't believe that they just did that at his gym we switch to alice's pov he can't believe the girl of his dreams sucked his dick in his gym she tells him that they should probably finish their workout and he agrees after they're done he asks what she's doing later because he would love for her to come over for dinner she immediately answers yes and says that she'll bring the dessert but she has to go back to the bakery so just to text her the address and the time when she's gone fallon approaches and asks who that was he gets a bit defensive and jealous and says not to go near her but fallon pieces together that that's the cupcake girl and clearly they are dating but alice is like not literally dating but i hope so just fucking She's just sucking my dick at the gym. God. We switch to Tegan's POV. She's putting the finishing touches on a cake when she gets a text. She asks her assistant, Selene, to check the message for her. It's Atlas. He wanted her to know that he had a fun time this morning and that she's very cute. He asks her what her favorite meal is and what she's bringing for dessert with the winky face. Selene says that they're totally flirting and they're going to hook up later. Tegan sets her stuff down and snatches her phone to text back. She says that she has dessert handled and that she loves shrimp scampi. Mm. 
He texts her back and the girls just stare at her phone. He tells her what she wants she gets, especially after this morning, and he owes her one. Oh. I owe you one oral. He sends the time and the address and now she's freaking out because that's the rich neighborhood. Celine tells her that he doesn't seem like the rich asshole type, so don't worry about it. And then Celine tells her that she'll help her get an outfit together for tonight. They carry about their day and then later on, Celine and Declan show up at her house to get her ready. Declan decides to do her makeup and her hair and gives her like a cute, subtly shimmery eyeshadow with wavy hair. Celine hands her a light pink dress with a sweetheart neckline that shows her boobs. Mm -hmm. As she's getting ready to change, she looks over her naked body and knows it's not conventionally attractive by beauty standards, but she loves it regardless because she's strong and healthy and clearly he likes what he sees. Yeah. She's a very confident girl. She is. She's a very confident girl. Love your body, girl. She steps out and her friends tell her that she looks amazing and he's going to love her outfit. She grabs the coconut cake that she made and heads to his house. Coconut cake? Yeah. There's a little something extra. Oh. We switch to Alice's POV. He has no idea what to wear for dinner dates since the majority of his clothes are gym clothes. He ends up finding jeans that fit a little too tight but they'll work and then a light pink button down. He can't help but hope he looks okay and that Tegan likes what she sees. He looks at the clock to see that she should be arriving soon so he heads down to put the garlic bread in the oven. He looks around his house and he can't help but think he should sell it and just lose out on the money since it's not his style and he's really hoping that she doesn't judge him based off the house. So like he lives in this huge ass mansion that his ex wanted him to live in but he can't really sell it or he like goes broke so he's just kind of stuck in it even though he hates it. Why would he go broke if he sold it? I think he's probably like upside down on it. Yeah. Uh, She arrives and she looks amazing in her light pink dress that coincidentally matches his shirt. Her breasts are on full display and his tail starts wagging again. He shows her to the kitchen so they could put the cake away for now and she's in love with his kitchen and begs him to teach her how to cook because she's like, I don't cook, I bake. He's like, it's the same thing. She's like, it's not. I heard it's very different. Very different. Yeah. I'm bad at both, so. Yeah. I'm not a baker. I can like cook. Yeah, I can't really, bake. you know, put my noggin to it, but I can follow a recipe, I guess. Even that, I have a hard time. <laughs> yeah. We switch to Tegan's POV. He gets her a drink and they make small talk about how he ended up in the town. He tells her that he moved there with an ex-girlfriend and the mansion was her idea but he would be happy to live in the woods in a cabin like he's like i really could care less where i live she's like oh my god i live in the woods but in a cottage not a cabin and he's like can i come over and see it and she says yeah for sure move in yeah go ahead (laughs) he gets their dinner ready and she takes a bite groaning at how delicious it is after they eat they ask each other questions about her living there how she started her bakery and then alice does the dishes and and comes behind her and tells her that she smells way too good. She leans into him as he kisses her neck and runs a claw up her thigh. He steps away and she protests, but he lifts the lid to the cake box and is like, what is this? And he pulls out an icing piping. I I thought maybe we could have some fun with icing if you're into that sort of thing. I already knew the answer. He'd be down. Yeah, he He's would a down be. ass man. He passes her the bag, scoops her up and carries her away from the kitchen and she knows she's about to fuck Atlas. 
We switch to Atlas's POV. He carries Tegan up to his bedroom while she holds onto the piping bag and kicks open the door. When she sees how nice the duvet is, she asks if he's worried about getting icing on it, and he says, hell no, and he starts to take his shirt off. He pounces on her when she lays down, and they start making out, and I just have a question mark in parentheses, because how are you making out? Uh, Yeah, I literally don't understand it. Honestly, he has a snout. And Tegan tells him to take his clothes off. He gets stuck in his pants and hops around trying to get them off, and Tegan's just laughing this entire time. How embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> also he pounced on her yeah pounced he has a little zoomies <laughs> <laughs> when he's down to his boxer briefs she tells him how hot he is and he says likewise he starts to rub her over her dress and asks if this is what she wants a wolf man touching her pretty little pussy and she says gods yes he pushes her dress up and nuzzles her panties telling her how good she smells and he takes them off and admires her landing strip He eats her out and tells her she's so tasty and so sweet. That's right, baby. Come for me. I growled against her pussy before flicking the tip of my tongue against her clit. My eyes focused on her face with her full lips parted in a moan of pleasure. She came undone against my tongue. My tail wagged the entire time. (laughs) I was so happy. We switch to Tegan's POV. He climbs up her body and she kisses him, tasting herself on his mouth and asks if he wants to fuck or play with the icing first. And he says he wants to lick icing off her body and he helps her out of the dress. When she's naked in front of him, he purrs and is like, whoa, that's never happened before. (laughs) (laughs) And she says she'll take it as a compliment. She grabs the piping bag and says she wants to go first. I circled his knot with the piping bag, coating it with a thick layer of icing. It would be a nice reward for me when my mouth reached it. Lowering my lips down to his cock, I stuck my tongue out and circled around his head, the sweet flavor of his pre-cum blooming along my taste buds. Yes, he moaned as I slowly worked him deeper. My mouth and my gag reflex pushed to their limits as I bobbed closer to his knot. I hummed when the taste of the icing filled my mouth, and Alice's cock tickled the back of my throat. The mixture of his sweet pre-cum and the icing was intoxicating. Using my free hand, I massaged his tight sack. Ew, it's tight sack. <laughs> I mean, massage him, yeah, but tight sack. <laughs> Loosen him up. He tells her he's going to come if she keeps it up, but he wants to come inside of her, and she tells him that she has an IUD and had a negative STD test a while back. He says he can't get STDs from humans, and he's glad about the IUD because regular birth control doesn't work with wolven cum. I guess it's just too powerful. It just blasts right through <laughs> Open up! (laughs) She licks the rest of the icing off his dick and she lays down with him kneeling in front of her. He pipes some frosting on each of her nipples and down her stomach and he starts to lick it off and she asks him to bite her. He chomps down on her nipples and circles her clit and she comes and he starts to lick down her stomach. Just biting on her little nippies (laughs) with his sharp teeth? Yeah, his little canines? (laughs) Yes, that's right. Such a good girl for me. Such a little slut for my sharp teeth. A moan slipped out of my parted lips at his dirty words. The mouth on this wolf. Oh, you like that sweet thing? You like when I talk about what a needy girl you are? My chest heaved. Mm-hmm. I mumbled, it's hot. That's hot. It's hot. That's hot. She bucks her hips and he tells her he'll give her what she needs. I watched in awe as he stroked the impressive length of his cock, the knot already thick and swollen and the red tip glistening with pre-cum. With his free hand, he teased my folds. Because of the pointed tips of his claws, I had to fight the urge to buck my hips into his hand. Nice and wet for me, Atlas said as he teased my entrance with his cock. You ready, sweet thing? Gonna fuck you with this monster cock now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you like the sweet thing? Um, I mean, it's not my least favorite. Yeah, I don't like it, but it doesn't, like, bother me. How do you feel about it? 
it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he eases into her and she feels like she's being split in two. He tells her they can stop and she says she just needs a second to adjust. She tells him she's ready and he goes up to the base of his knot and it rubs against her clit and he grabs her hips and lifts them off the bed, fucking her hard and fast. That's right. Be a good girl for me and come on my cock, Tegan. I'm so close. Come on my cock like a good little slut and I'll fill you with my cum. His voice was deeper than usual with a feral edge to it that I'd never heard from him before. Those twin moons narrowed into something sharper and more sinister as the pointed tips of his claws pierced my thigh ever so slightly. God damn. Yeah, he goes from sweet thing to little slut real quick. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like, you release an animal in me. Yeah. <laughs> she comes hard and he follows after and she can feel his cum dripping out of her when he pulls out. We switch to Atlas's POV. He really wants to push the cum back in, but his claws are too sharp, so he decides against it. He cleans her up and gives her some pain relief medication and some water. He really wants her to take his knot, but he's okay if she can't because he really likes her. Pain medication? Yeah, because he's like, she's going to be sore tomorrow. Like, I don't want her to, like, be hurt because of something I did. So he gets her, like, Advil and water. Just big old dick. They cuddle in bed and she asks about his ex. And he says that they just weren't right together. He wasn't feeling her and she wanted him to propose. So he told her to move out and she freaked. He lost all his friends except Fallon and threw himself into working out. And then Tegan came along. He tells her the pain was worth it because it led him to her. And he thinks to himself that he might be in love. Atlas, already. Already. We switch to Tegan's POV. She wakes up to Atlas's alarm going off for the gym and she asks if they can skip it. And he gets all uncomfortable and says he has body image issues because of childhood and his ex and he really doesn't skip gym days. She gets mad about this and wants him to feel confident in his body like she does. And she says she understands and they can go to the gym, but she wants to help him work through his issues. He changes and goes out to the car to grab her gym clothes and she goes to freshen up. When he comes back, she's naked in the bathroom and says maybe they don't have to go to the gym today. And she says, no, you made me get up. We're going and they brush their teeth together and his tail wags the entire time. (laughs) Sweet boy. We switch to Atlas's POV. They get to the gym and he introduces Tegan to one of the trainers and she's a beautiful minotaur named Chai. Cute. She also gets to meet Fallon and during their introduction they hear yelling and Chai is screaming at someone that they can't just walk in like they own the place anymore and Atlas turns to see Jade, his ex. She's a beautiful woman with a tight bod and fake boobs. And I thought it was hilarious that she is a wolf with fake boobs. Yeah, me too. Oh, she's a wolf too. Yeah. But like, does she have six fake boobs? Or like, <laughs> yeah, how's nipple? that work? I have no idea. Could you imagine if it was like six fake boobs? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fake boobs. It's expensive. <laughs> she looks at Atlas and tells him it looks like he's put on weight and Atlas sinks into himself all self-conscious. Fallon tries to tell her to leave, but she just looks at Tegan and asks who she is. And Tegan stays bubbly and introduces herself, clearly not intimidated. And Atlas says, this is my ex, Jade. Tegan says she wishes she could say it was a pleasure to meet her, but she's only heard awful things. So, (gasps) burn. Yeah, burn. (laughs) Get her. Jade says she came because she wanted to see if they could work it out in time for the full moon when Atlas goes into rut and says a human would never be able to handle that and take his knot and asks if Atlas has told her about what happens to him on the full moon. Tegan is pissed now and says, listen, bitch, she doesn't give a fuck what happens on the full moon. And if she shows up again, they're going to have a problem. And Jade turns around and storms out. (gasps) Pussy. 
stood up for her man. She's like, don't bully my man. Get out. Atlas thanks her for sticking up for him and tells himself that he needs to tell her everything. (gasps) Spill the tea, Atlas. What's going on? We switch to Tegan's POV. He takes her to his office, ready to drop the bomb on how Rut works among the Wolven. And he's clearly nervous. And Tegan reassures him that Jade shouldn't have put him in a situation to have to tell her before he was ready. She refers to him as her partner and his tail goes wild. But he gets serious and starts to tell her about Rut. The Wolven go feral during the full moon and it can last for hours. Just full on rough, uncontrollable sex where they're drawn instinctively to their mates. And he says one partner will bite the other and then they're claimed for life. He says that he can understand if that's too much for her to handle, but Tegan is into this and hella soaked just at the idea. She's like, you want to bite me some more? Okay. I'd be terrified. Yeah. I'd be like, you're going to fucking break me. Yeah. (laughs) She asks if humans and wolves can mate, but he doesn't know since the integration is so new. So she asks if she'd be safe and he jumps up, embracing her, telling her that he'd never hurt her. And Tegan is determined to spend the full moon with him. We switch to Atlas's POV. She leaves him to finish up his work and says she'll text him later. And now he's sitting in his office wondering if Tegan could fully handle the rut or if she'd get hurt. Atlas texts Fallon asking him to send Kale in, the orc, to his office. They both show up 10 minutes later and Atlas asks them to look over him and Tegan during the full moon to keep her safe. And Kale says, of course, even though he doesn't think Tegan is in any real danger. And Atlas says, thank you, but no watching. So I guess Fallon's kind of a voyeur. Um, he's a little sneaky, sneaky voyeur guy. Little freak. And Fallon asks what the plan is. We switch to Tegan's POV. She gets home and her brother Reese is there and she asks him what he wants. They have like a very tense relationship. Yeah. They are not okay. close. And he says that he talked to their mom and was told that she's dating a wolven. And she asks if he has a problem with that. And he's like, yeah, he's a monster and he's going to hurt you. And they don't belong together. She's pissed and tells him to get the fuck out of here and kicks him off the property. Yeah. I mean, if you're not close. No. Mind yeah. your business. Makes you think I'm going to listen to you. Not gonna. She pulls out her phone and sees a sweet text from atlas telling her he misses her and she smiles texting back all cute that she misses him too he says after work he'll bring over dinner and they can talk and she says say less he shows up at 6 p.m and tegan is nervous as hell and has been tidying up all day because this is the first time he's been to her house and i guess she was nervous that the cottage was too small for him to be in yeah oh she's like is he gonna even fit through the door (laughs) (laughs) when he gets there he tells her her house is adorable and it's like a legitimate cottage like there's flowers outside it's all it's so cute she has like a whole like wall of bookshelves like plants everywhere and i was like that's so cute i want that cutesy girl he kisses her and she can feel that he's already hard and he says what i missed you and she asks what he brought for dinner my dick (laughs) brought you a sausage (laughs) we switched to atlas's pov he brought barbecue takeout and he didn't know what she likes so he got basically one of everything from the restaurant if he wanted to he would ladies (laughs) she asks what he wants to drink but he says just water between the icing and the pasta and now barbecue he has to be careful there's little body image issues yeah guy he's still hard just watching her eat her barbecue sandwich because she's getting real into it he's like damn he's like that's hot (laughs) just barbecue 
barbecue like all over her face and like hands. <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to lick that off you. <laughs> when they're done, he says he came over to talk to her about something and explains his plans for the full moon. Fallon and Kale will be within earshot, but out of sight and able to jump in if something happens. And Tegan says, yeah, that sounds fine. And she straddles him and starts to kiss him and grind on him. I growled against her neck as she pulled her hips against my erection. Gonna fucking rut this pussy during the full moon. You're mine, baby. The sharp tips of my teeth trailed across her pulse point and Tegan moaned. You like it when I talk dirty, don't you? Just like you enjoy a little bit of pain. Uh Uh-huh. Tegan mumbled as I thrust my hips to meet hers. Such a good little slut for your big bad wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Atlas, please. She whined into the fur of my neck. Nah, baby. You gotta rest up. This pussy has to be ready to take me again and again during the full moon. This big bad wolf gonna blow your (laughs) fucking house down? (laughs) He tells her he has one more thing to talk to her about, and she says she already knows what he's going to say and gives him permission to try and mate her because she can think of worse fates than to be mated with him for the rest of her life. That's her man. (laughs) Yeah, she knows. She's ready. We switch to Tegan's POV. Atlas leaves, and she immediately calls her mom, and her mom is like, let me guess, you heard about the mating because she got an earful from her brother about it earlier. And her mom says that when the goddess brings two people together, it's never wrong. And she says, yeah, mom, you're right. And her mom says, yeah, always and she can't wait to meet Atlas. She goes to lay down and gets a text from Atlas that he misses her already and asks her what she's wearing. So she sends a picture of her in her matching PJ set and he says they're so sexy and she should wear them for their next sleepover. (laughs) She sets her alarm for the gym the next morning and falls asleep smiling. We switch to Atlas's POV. He gets to the gym at 4am but Tegan is already there warming up with Fallon. Fallon says he'll let them do their thing and he'll see them tomorrow night and winks before walking away. He tells her they're going to do some light cardio today and she says she fucking hates cardio. Same. same. Girl, same. Yeah. Fuck that. I stepped into her space again and traced the column of her neck with my nose before whispering, don't you want to be able to run fast through the woods while I chase you down? She let out a little gasp and I dragged the pointed tips of my teeth along her neck. That's right. My girl likes to be afraid. She loves scary monsters and loves fucking them even more. (laughs) All right. I just, I don't know if I could ever get behind, like, them being like, okay, run. And I'm going to chase you and then fuck you. No, I'd be a two- Run. (laughs) I'd be like, no, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. She gets on the stair stepper while he admires her juicy ass. Her plump little peach. Mmm. It was so round and full. I'd make good on that whole biting her ass idea at some point. Maybe I'd even eat it. Slip my tongue right in there. Weren't the kids doing that these days? <laughs> I was down to clown. <laughs> Slip my tongue right in there. I'm down to clown. Down to clown. <laughs> he is down to clown. <laughs> he gets on the machine next to her and they watch HGTV on one of the screens and she tells him that the cottage belonged to her grandma before she passed away. And he offers his help for any maintenance and repairs because the house needs a new roof and has termite damage and the bathroom is dated. And she thanks him profusely that's free labor free Honestly, labor i would marry him yeah and how are they talking while she's on the stair stepper i'd be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I can't get a damn word out if I'm on the stair stepper. (laughs) When they're done, he tells her how well she did and how proud he is of her. And he says, skip the gym tomorrow. Kale and Fallon will pick her up and bring her to where he'll be waiting for her in the woods. (laughs) Murder. (laughs) He said, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) 
We switch to Tegan's POV. The sun is setting the next day and she gets a text from Atlas asking her to stay inside until the guys get there and says he'd never hurt her, but he's never done this with a human before. And she texts back promising that she will. She's wearing a black pinafore dress with a long sleeve underneath, black stockings and combat boots to stay warm and be able to move quick. Sounds like a cute outfit. It does. I mean, it does. I don't think I could run in combat boots, though. No. And it doesn't sound like she's, like, you know, preparing for a nice evening with her man. It sounds like she's, like, preparing for a fight. <laughs> I mean, why not both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she swears she can hear rustling outside, but tells herself that it's just her anxiety. When I was reading this, I was like, it's fucking Jade. Jade's out there. <gasps> I didn't even think about that. Oh, shit. It's not. I don't think. Oh. As she's sitting down thinking about what she's about to do, her hands trail under her dress, but she stops herself because she needs to save it for Atlas. Yeah, bitch. Calm down. <laughs> Keep your hands out of your pants. She dozes off and wakes up to Fallon knocking on her door, and she heads outside with him and sees something moving in the trees, and they tell her it's Atlas watching them. She's afraid but confident that he won't hurt her. She walks toward him, and Kale assures her that they'll be nearby, but they won't be watching. And he tells her the safe word is cake. And if she yells it, they'll come running. Cake! Cake! <laughs> cake! <laughs> she walks into the trees and feels like prey, but also this is kind of hot. She calls Atlas's name and she hears dark laughter and sees golden eyes looking at her. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. <laughs> this is a nightmare. He walks toward her and she gets a good look at him in the moonlight. He was naked and his enormous frame was even larger, with his muscles bulging more prominently than they normally did. The clawed tips of his fingers were longer, as well as the sharp points of his canines. His fur was a wild mane of gray and black whorls that gleamed silver under the light of the moon and his cock his cock was thick and erect the red tip leaking a thick stream of precum down onto his shaft and his already swollen knot oh my god <laughs> a thick stream it's leaking a thick stream that's not precum that's just cum yeah. Yeah, he, he be coming <laughs> His voice sounds distorted and he smiles and tells her to run. She does and she hears him howling behind her. <laughs> she yells, come and get me, wolf daddy. She books it to a clearing. <laughs> wolf daddy. Wolf daddy. She gets there, but she doesn't hear Atlas anymore. We switch to Atlas's POV. He pounces out at her from the trees and rubs his dick on her dress, smearing pre-cum all over it. <laughs> And it's a black dress. Like, that's gonna, yeah. that's gonna dry it's all gross. Like little snot streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he licks her neck and asks if she likes being chased, and she says yes. He uses his claw to slice her dress down the front and commands her to take off her bra and panties, but to keep the stockings on. And he asks if she wants him to touch her, and she says, yes, sir. So good for me. I said as I brought my nose to her landing strip and flared my nostrils, taking in the sweet scent of her pussy. I think you deserve a reward for being such a good girl. Such good prey. Tegan gasped as my tongue darted out and teased her cunt with slow strokes. She was already dripping wet from the chase, and her distinct flavor made me moan when it hit my taste buds. My tongue lapped at the lips of her pussy and I tightened my grip on her thighs, allowing the tips of my claws to dig into her skin before I focused my attention on her clit. Tegan pulled my fur and writhed beneath me as I swirled my tongue against the sensitive bud. Over and over, I stroked it with the textured surface of my tongue, spurred on by her needy gasps and moans. Atlas, Atlas, she chanted my name as I drove her toward her orgasm. That's right, my little monster fucking slut. Come for me. I pressed the tip of my tongue to her clit 
it and flicked it wildly until her body trembled with ecstasy. My little monster fucking slut. (laughs) He knows that Kale and Fallon can hear her screaming his name, but he kind of likes it because they'll know who she belongs to. Tegan begs him to fuck her as she begins to stroke his dick, so he tells her to get on her hands and knees. They're doing doggy style. Oh, <laughs> doggy doing doggy. <laughs> her ass shined white and plump under the light of the moon, and I gave it several sharp nips that had her moaning. Mine, this ass, this body, you, you are mine, Tegan. I ran two fingers through her dripping cunt, checking that she was wet enough to take me before popping them into my mouth. Delicious. My claws dug into her waist as I notched myself at her entrance from behind. Are you ready, baby? Ready for daddy's monster? cock and not i don't think she is (laughs) she's so wet that the tip slides in easily and she cries out as he inches in further and as his knot gets closer she starts to beg him to go harder i snarled and dug in my claws drawing little rivulets of bright red blood from her pale skin harder and harder i fucked her rutting her pounding my cock deeper inside of her than i had ever been mine mine i growled in a gruff inhuman voice mate 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 not 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 Not. Claim, claim, claim. (laughs) A soft voice recited the words over and over in the back of my head. Tegan's cunt seemed to relax around my cock, and with a deep thrust, I forced my knot inside of her. With a slight pop, we were locked together. Atlas, fuck, yes! She (laughs) screamed, her words echoing in the empty clearing. I grabbed a fistful of Tegan's hair and pulled her against my chest while I slowly rocked my hips rubbing my knot against her g-spot you took my knot baby gonna mate you now my sweet sweet thing make you mine forever do you want that tegan yes she does she says yes and lifts her head giving him her neck and he bites it lapping up her blood she yelps at first but almost immediately starts to come that's right baby come on my cock come on your mate's cock I praised her as I licked her blood off my lips. My spine tingled and my cock throbbed, filling her with shot after shot of my cum, my knot keeping all of it inside of her. I couldn't wait for her to get that IUD out, to fill her with my cum over and over, to breed my sweet thing until she carried my pups. (laughs) (laughs) But we had plenty of time for that later. (gasps) Pups! An abomination. a puppy. Yeah. They just come out like, kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs> I will not survive. <laughs> she chants his name and he tells her he loves her so fucking much. They're mated now and will be together forever. And they fall asleep on the ground together. The dirt. The dirt sticks. We switch to Tegan's POV. She wakes up next to Atlas and he tells her last night was amazing. And she agrees and says she knew he wouldn't hurt her. He tells her she's such a little monster fucker. And she says, just for you, teehee. <laughs> Wolf daddy. Yeah. They put on some robes he left out for them and go to go get some breakfast. We switch to the epilogue. We're in Atlas's POV. It's been a few months and he's moving into the cottage with Tegan. He's still working out, but not as religiously and is learning to love his body. It's the full moon tonight and he asks her if she's going to be a good girl and run as fast as she can and she says she's always a good girl for her mate. He pulls out a small box and inside is a ring. (gasps) Marriage. He asks her to marry him and she says yes and his tail wags hard. The end. (laughs) 
<laughs> what an ending. <laughs> a good boy. A good that boy. a good girl. Yeah. And she took his knot. She did. Good for her. Where there's a will, there is a way. True. So, Riley, how many red pepper emojis do you give this one? I actually, like, really liked this one. Mm-hmm. I think I would give it four. Yeah. Give it four. It was fun. It was cute. It was monster. It was very cutesy. Like, when you're actually reading it, he's so much sweeter than, like, how, obviously, us, like, shortening it. But he's, like, very... Right. Very sweet. He is very sweet. You know, it just sounds like a cute little book. Yeah, it is cute. It's like a cozy little read. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think Atlas is sexy? (laughs) The tail wagging, you know, really gets to me. In a good way or a bad way? Nah. (laughs) Bad way. (laughs) (laughs) I just think of it like a dog. He is a dog. Um, no. I don't. Me either. But that's okay. Would you trade places with Tegan? No. That sounds so scary. (laughs) I don't... The knots terrifies me. Yeah. Would you guys? No. I don't think so. If it was a different monster that was less dog... Maybe. Yeah. 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 Like, still as sweet as Atlas? Yeah. Yeah. Because I told Shelby, I was like, Professor Lupin is a werewolf and he's sexy. And I said, oh, it's not like a werewolf. (laughs) No, he's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) He's a straight up dog. So next week, we're telling Riley all about that time I got drunk and saved a demon by Kimberly Lemming. And we're going to have her look at the cover and give us her best guess on what it might be about. So we have a man holding a woman in a field of flowers. I think the woman is going to get drunk. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And somehow found herself in the same area as the demon man. And for some reason, whatever she did got him out of his predicament. And then they just learned to love each other as they escape whatever predicament this was. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting better at it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you liked this episode, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. (laughs) 